Hello, you're listening to Dope Comedians, a podcast about comedians who use weed to help with depression and whatever else is going on in life. Subscribe today to listen to subscriber-only episodes and audio, as well as bonus episodes and clips. To gain full access, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and YouTube Podcasts. Now, let's get at it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What up, everybody? It's your girl, Marcella Riley. And I just want to remind y'all that if you like this podcast, then please take a moment and go to wherever you're listening to this show and click subscribe. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a five-star rating. Uh, It doesn't take that much time to do, but it helps us out so, so much. So get over there and do it right now. Uh, And also, if you want to come get high with us, then follow the show on Instagram at High Hopes Live. And you can also find me at Cool Black Chick. Um, I'm still waiting on you to subscribe. I haven't seen it yet. Like where I'm waiting. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Thank y'all. Okay. All right. Enjoy the show. Bye. Welcome to another episode of High Hopes. I'm your host, Marcella Riley, and I'm here with content creator, producer, comedian, uh, curly head DJ Richie, Woo! and we're live on Instagram too. Yep. Say hello to everybody on Insta. Hello. Um, so <laughs> that uh, what this that you hear is me rolling a joint. I've never been taught how to roll a joint, and Richie is going to teach me how to roll a joint right now. Mm-hmm. So explain to our listeners what you have. So I have with me things to roll a joint, part one. Things um, to roll a joint. So you need joint papers. I have classic raw, which are like the hardest to roll. I would not recommend these. Oh, really? What do you recommend? Um, anything but these. <laughs> okay. Um, and then usually need some sort of tip. Some people call it crutch or I don't know. Tip? Yeah. So like, so usually when you roll the joint, when you put the weed in the middle of the paper, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you got to like oh. hold it, right? And I like having those because... Um, you don't waste weed, number one. And number two, it gives you like a like a nice little holder. I, you're right. I'm looking in my mm-hmm. blue weed thing. Do, you, my weed stuff. do you have crutches? I call the bot crutches uh, the white boy tax. 
Oh, I just, that's what I have. Yeah. What, okay, great. Oh, we, shall we, can we use it? Yeah, if you yeah. can figure out how to use it. Oh, yeah. I like your grinder, too. I have this one, but it's like, um, I have yeah. to, like, dump everything onto a piece of paper and then back into the container. Oh, yeah. Oh, or you could uh, also dump it this way, too. Oh. Like, some of them that. have, like, a little, like like um plastic thing you put it over uh-huh you dump the weed in there and then you just like carry it for later oh look at that yeah. learning something new <laughs> 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 okay all right okay so first thing to roll weed uh-huh. is a you need weed <laughs> <laughs> so okay so first you get the weed mm-hmm. you put it in the paper mm-hmm. and you line it up mm-hmm. so it's like very <laughs> This is even harder to do with mics in between us. I know, right? <laughs> um, so the gum side of the uh, of the wrap is supposed to be facing opposite you. Okay. Um, doesn't have to be, but that's the easier way. And then what you want to do is, the trick is you put the tip slightly outside. Okay. Because you're gonna push it in later to pack the uh to pack the joint, and then you just want to like. Pack the weed in there so it's kind of. How much weed did you put in there? Like how many? It's like half, a, like half a nug. It was a really big nug. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I like to roll big joints because it's actually I think it's easier to roll big joints because there's less paper. Mo- most of the paper is is um. Caught up trying to like wrap around the weed as yeah. opposed to if you have a little joint, then you have like all this paper you have to like deal with. Right. Um. That said, it's a lot of weed to keep track of. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We'll figure out what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> so the one tool I think that everyone should have if you roll a joint mm-hmm. is some sort of like bobby pin or like a pokey, uh, like a little pokey stick. A pokey stick? Yeah. I have you know, safety like pins. That, that works perfectly. Does it? Okay. I love um, how everything you're saying, I just kind of randomly have it sitting on the Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got that weed starter kit. <laughs> I know, right? Maybe I'll look into that, like a weed starter kit for everybody. That'd be nice. Like all these things that like tools that you need that people don't really like. Whoa. Does that exist? It should. This is um some revolutionary shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, okay. So the basically, the I think the biggest problem that I think most people have when rolling joints or blunts mm-hmm. is wrapping the paper around the weed. Yeah. And that's where, like, like origami skills hit, uh, kick in. I have no origami skills. I don't either. <laughs> but I think rolling a joint is a lot like origami skills. So what you do is, uh, what I do is I pinch the weed. Mm-hmm. And then, see how I'm just kind of, like, pinching it? Yes. And then I just kind of, like, nuzzle it in. And I just kind of make sure everything is somewhat even. And these are raw papers, so these are really hard to roll. And then just kind of like, and I'm letting kind of weed just kind of fall out because I'm yeah. going to stuff that back in later. Um, so weed's going to fall out the end, and that's fine. I just want to, I just need it to get, I just need it to conform right. to my roll. Okay. And once, see how it's like lined up? There's the gummy part, mm-hmm. and then there's the, essentially the the joint okay so now i'm gonna lick it 
moisten the moisten the gum. And if you have a blunt, it's kind of the same thing. You have to you have to moisten the blunt, the tobacco, and the tobacco will naturally kind of harden as it dries. And difference between a blunt and a joint. Let's tell everybody. Uh, so a blunt is usually rolled with a tobacco or cigar paper, mm-hmm. and a joint is just rolled with um with a paper. Um. You know what's weird is like some of the best weed I think I smoked was not uh, illegal at the time Ooh. or purchased like not with a not in a dispensary just through friends. Um, that was the best weed you had. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. I I haven't had great experience getting weed from people. Like it, it just usually makes me gives me that anxiety. Mm-hmm. That's the weed that I usually end up getting from other people oh really mm-hmm. that's why i started going to dispensaries because they have it all lined up and they tell you exactly what each one does and what it's for yeah. um have you heard of uh what's it called i think it's called medmen medmen yeah it's a dispensary that <laughs> looks like an apple store when you walk inside of it really yeah it's really cool everyone has red shirts on and it says like medmen on the on the, the sleeve of it that's cool yeah, and you, and uh, there's all these long brown tables, and there's iPads on the tables uh, with the information about the weed, and there's like a little uh, container of the weed in front of the iPad, so you can like smell it, you pick it up and smell it. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's really cool. And they have, the reason why I love them is uh, because of that information that they provide, and mm-hmm. then also they have tons of other stuff, like you can get drinks, uh, you can get like lotion, you get like, it's more than just, you know, uh, flour that you can get. Yeah. So it's it's like a whole it's like a like a mini target for cannabis. That's awesome. Yeah. Where, where is this place at? I started going to the one in West Hollywood, but I think since like the past month or two, they've opened up several locations. Like there's one closer to me downtown. Oh. Yeah. So they're called Medmen. Medmen. I know it's a weird name. So like M E D M M A N or M M E N M E N M A N. Is it Med? I think Med, it's Med Men. Med Men. Yeah, M-E-N. Med Men. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a little bit more... Over, I think they probably charge 20% more than, like... But that's the downside. Mm. But, like, that's where... that w- They were the only place I could find Sour Diesel for a long time. Oh, really? So that's why I was going there. And then, eventually, like, my dispensary here had Sour Diesel. Yeah. So I just got... I paid less for it. Yeah, Sour Diesels. Sour Diesels. one of the OG strains. hmm Oh, Okay, so I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Why do some of the strains say OG on it? Oh, um, it could be two things because they're actually like, like the original strains back when. Is that what that means? I wasn't sure. It's supposed to mean that. Okay, got it. But it could also just they're also like a lot of a l- lot of it's marketing too. Right. Like yeah, especially here in Cali, we're just like <laughs> <laughs> everything's OG. Everything's OG. <laughs> And you're from Cali. Mm-hmm. Born and raised. Tight. Me too. Yeah. It's so rare to have an Angelino in my apartment. See, we call ourselves Angelinos. I'm yeah. putting that out there. Uh, hell yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it feels good being around someone that's a native. Because I, like you you naturally get things that um people that aren't from here just don't get. Yeah. It was weird because like we're kinda like foreigners. Um, Almost, we are the. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I know, right? Um, but I mean, 
I love to to kind of like remind people in in the comedy community that LA is only thirty percent white. Uh, and that's everything north of the 10 from my experience oh really yes yeah north of the 10 is that's hella white yeah hella white white. then you go south of the 10 you got the people yep Mm -hmm. um so what i do i cheat you cheat Mm -hmm. okay okay cheater i roll (laughs) yes (laughs) and i will share you my cheat i Um. roll i double roll unless it's a blunt um and the reason why i do it is Mm -hmm. because these uh a to cover up any mistakes so it looks a little <laughs> pretty and then b um so it it uh so burns slower okay so i was gonna ask you um the reason why i don't get joints or blunts is because i feel like they just keep burning and bur- even when i'm not smoking it just burns all the way mm. so it's wasteful so that's why i use like the little pipe mm. so i can control how much I, I go through i went through when i was trying joints i would go through like in a day i would go through a joint whereas like that's probably what would you say like a gram or of it depends a little less than a gram less than a gram mm-hmm. but i i guess I don't, I don't smoke that much like i go if i can get three grams that'll last me probably like almost three weeks oh shit yeah, but in a joint that's a day yeah damn this is <laughs> a lot <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna smoke all that no. <laughs> I'm going to be, like, uh, outside. Uh, I'm going to be, like, in the palm trees. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's good. That ma- you know, well, the thing with, with me is that um, if you're, like, full on weed, mm-hmm. then then I feel like I've done my job. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and so you always, you smoke more uh, of a, a blunt? You're a, a blunt guy? You know, uh, when I'm with people, I, I smoke blunts. Um Sometimes Jays, and then when I'm w- when I'm with myself, um, <laughs> I only <laughs> I only vaporize. Ooh, okay. Or I have like a water pipe. A water pipe. Mm-hmm. I love water pipes. I don't. I've never. Mm. Did you ever have? Uh, did you ever make like a homemade water bong? <laughs> oh, those are the best. I don't do any homemade shit with weed. I just buy whatever the ch- the easiest thing is in the store. Oh, DIY weed, like. No, I don't yeah. know. Ooh. Okay, so you get so high off a water bong. A water bong is basically, um, you get like a piece and you like. Like like a bowl, like to like put weed in to burn it, mm-hmm. and then you you put it into like a bottle cap. Okay. And then you you cut a two liter bottle in half, and then you fill a big even a bigger bowl with water, and you stick the you stick the two liter bottle inside the water, mm-hmm. not obviously not covering the weed. Put the weed in the bowl, light the weed, and then pull up. And what happens is as you pull up, the water it. It sucks air from the outside and essentially blows onto the weed, so it's like inhaling, and then you have all this smoke, like Whoa, all the smoke. Yeah. But it's been like cooled down with the water. Right. So you take off the bottle cap and you inhale it. Yeah, and, and you, you get know. all of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay. I might. This seems a little bit too much for me to experiment with, but I might like have throw like a little party and we just like get people together and do it on my own. I probably won't do it, but that's too much science for me. (laughs) 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 I need other people. (laughs) Okay. So you've completed, um, the the rolling of, okay. Yeah. So here you go. You can inspect it. You can inspect it. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, it looks, it's kind of, yeah. Like a regular joint. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's just a habit that I do, like to just to be a polite, so like you know what you're smoking. <laughs> you're so kind. Yeah. That's so thoughtful. Um, I'll let you light it, and then uh, oh, actually, it's what? customary with me for that you to light it. Oh, okay, I have to light it. All right. Hmm, that's the sound of a good joint. <laughs> you don't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> but no cough. <laughs> yeah, I didn't cough. Yeah. Lots of smoke, no cough. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Um, if I have like if I could just have one um give you one a recommendation. Like and a lot of people will disagree with me on this and I just don't care. Um go easy on your lungs. Yeah. You don't inhale don't take these huge ass breaths. Like weed's legal now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> Do you see how big this joint is? Like it's so big. You yeah. don't need to be taking like big ass breaths. No. You know, oh, here's the thing for you. Oh, cool. Okay. Um so yeah, DJ. DJ, so you go by DJ Richie. DJ Richie. DJ DJ Richie. And you're on SoundCloud. Okay. As DJ Richie? As DJ Richie. Okay, cool. And Beatport. Beatport. Mm-hmm. What is that? Oh, as that's your other name? Oh no, Bport is uh, it's this it's this uh, website. <laughs> <laughs> What's the internet? Yeah, it's it's a website where where <laughs> DJs like post their music and you can sell it. Oh, your cat is chilling. <laughs> Does not need weed. Nope. <laughs> so DJ Richie, mm-hmm. tell me when you when you started DJing. Um, let's see, I was in high school. Okay. And what um, high school did you go to? Uh, it's the California Academy of Math and Science. So FYI, I'm I'm like a major nerd. Um, Meaning you like have a bunch of majors? Mm, no, just really like into like the sciencey stuff and okay. math and. Uh, like I majored in electrical engineering and computer science in, in USC. Okay. Um. So so I've always been around like that type of like, like heady academic type. Okay, gotcha. But um, CAMS for those that don't know is it's a magnet school in Carson. It's on the campus of Cal State Dominguez, mm-hmm. and it's for minorities. Ooh. Yeah. So they try to get people from like um the inner city schools in LA and be like, hey, like this is a it's a public school, yeah. but like we're gonna like. We're we're gonna we're we're gonna give you the curriculum that can get you into a really really great college or a really great university. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. So um, so yeah, uh, I was around a lot of a lot of minor- a lot of blacks and Hispanics, and um, like music was hella big, and there was a lot of mixed shows on, and I was like, you know, I can't really rap, but I can DJ. Yeah, and that's like a step away from production. Which seemed like <coughs> really daunting. Um, so uh, yeah, I just listened to what was going on on the radio, and I was like, "Hey, you know, I, that's awesome! I can do stuff like that." And like, you had DJs like DJ Cubert, DJ Ritmatic, who were like really big and like beat juggling and scratching, and that stuff was just like so. It's kind of like like a hip hop guitar slash drums because mm. it's kind of percussive. Mm-hmm. But you need your fingers to do it, mm-hmm. and you need finger strength, and yeah, the only thing you don't you don't need is like 
uh, a musical ear. Mm. But you need a uh, but you need a, a rhythmical ear. Right. Yeah. yeah of course. With music, any I think that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> necessary. Exactly. It's like dancing, but with like, no. You yeah. Dance people with fingers. <laughs> <laughs> but um. <coughs> so yeah, what I I would just like listen to mixes, and deconstruct what was going on. Figured out like okay, so it's two turntables and a crossfader. I get on like the net and like I'd Google like DJ and turntablism and mm. stuff like that, and I learn like the paradigms of the time, which is like the standard turntables, like two techniques, two technique twelve hundreds, and you needed a really like a butter, like a a very like smooth fader, and like you had to like twi- you had to like tweak the fader curve, and there's a lot of DIY aspect to yeah. it, and, like yeah, and then. Um, I would like, uh, like there was like videos on the net of like these DJs scratching and like there was a big DJ here uh, named DJ Rectangle mm-hmm. and he was Warren G's DJ. Yeah. <laughs> and he was releasing these mixtapes that were just, just off the hook. Just like his skills were just insane. And I was just like, I want to be that like so bad. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then at the same time, um, there was, a, there was a huge house movement. And uh, there was a big DJ here that DJ for Power 106 named Richard Humpty Vision. And his mixing technique was just so on point. It was like, it was, I mean, he was a producer, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And it was the first time I ever heard anything like that. Because with hip-hop, like with mixing, it's, um, you just take one song, you blend it with the next song, and then you play another one. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just took that to a whole nother level. And uh, that just intrigued me to like no end. Yeah, so, yeah. Ah, that was inspiration. Mm-hmm. And then you did do some stuff with uh, a radio station. Yeah, really so popular one here in LA. Uh, is it or now? What? Or no, what? Not anymore. Or now what? defunct. Yeah. <laughs> Most of them, I think, went to K Day though. Okay, well, tell us who. Uh, see, I think Julio G went to K Day. Oh, well, what? No, the station that we're talking about. Oh, a hundred point through the beat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh man, it's just so many. So many memories. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, what happened was I had this I had this mixtape circulating in college because mm-hmm. I wanted to get with this DJ crew named uh, the University Connection, okay. and they used to DJ all these like campus parties and like fraternity and sorority parties, and I was like, I want to get there so awesome. Yeah. So I made this like I made this uh, I made this mix CD, and then um, I was like, well, no one's gonna listen to like a thirty-minute mix CD. So I was like, well, I'll just mega mix it. So I like I condensed it down to like ten minutes, mm-hmm. and um, then it get, it kind of blew up and it got circulated around the campus, and like everyone had it. And then I didn't realize this was going on until I went to a party and I heard someone like playing that mix CD, and I was like, dude, that's my. There's no way. Like I made that with Cool Edit Pro. Like there's <laughs> no way they're doing that live. And um, so I got. I got the attention of this dude named Foot, um, and he ran this record pool in LA. It's the oldest record pool named Impact. And um, I joined that record pool. It was like a hundred dollars a month. It was a hundred DJs, oh. but it was like all these DJs all over LA, yeah. right? and they're doing it. And then I got the attention of DJ Paradise. Oh, yeah. Do you know DJ Paradise? I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So. Um, a DJ Paradise, he was just like a party DJ. He wasn't anything really crazy, but at the time, like he was just like big. Yeah. On the beat. So um That's so crazy. <laughs> he was like, Hey dude, like you want to rock parties, just like come with me and like join the street team. And I was like, Okay. 
it was like for me like i was just like starry-eyed yeah so i mean it wasn't anything big like like i went down and like um for like the first few days i just like hugged the wall for a little bit and yeah, watched them. First, yeah. and then like during the breaks like um because we were just like what like ro- like like uh roll around the city mm-hmm. and um and just mix and just like give away stuff and, yeah you know and like play so it was and then so like during the breaks like i'd be like yo man i can mix i can mix i can mix so i got on the two turntables and just like threw down and um they're like yeah yeah you should yeah come on i mean you're you're here so sign up yeah so like i went through the, like the forms and signed all these things and basically i wasn't gonna get paid but i was gonna join the record pool yeah and like meet all these people and i was like yeah duh this is like the stepping stone yeah so yeah i did that for about a year that's and so tight yeah and i got sick and then i left and they long story short they i realized they couldn't use my name anymore oh oh no <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> Man, you signed your name away. It's like your name and you signed it away. I did re- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I so like for me the beat like I um uh came up with them like I was in elementary school listening to them and so like when they switched to 103 when they were 92.3 the beat and then they switched to 103 uh was it 103 100.3 100.3 yeah yeah um so like i was a kid when all of that was going on um so just for me just listen i just have all these memories of listening to it in the car um i went to a couple concerts that i should not have gone to it was <laughs> really it, yeah well it's like it's all hip-hop and like it, everyone's just smoked out and like my mom had no fucking clue she just dropped us off and she's <laughs> going to this concert that was like sponsored by the beat or, or um uh i'm pretty sure it was like sponsored by them it was like one of their kind of concerts mm-hmm. um i had fun but i just knew i wasn't supposed to be there <laughs> <laughs> i didn't do anything back so i was so straight edge <laughs> um so from that how'd you get into comedy um so uh in college i was uh one of my friends from high school his name was duran he knew this dude named brian mm-hmm. and brian was this like producer that was living in the dorms at the time and he was like, yeah, man, you should. Darren was like, you should meet my friend. His name is Richie. Like, he DJs, and he's, like, awesome, and da-da-da-da. And, and he's like, yeah, you got me, Brian. He's a producer. And, like, like he's worked with, um, who was he worked with? Uh, it was El DeBarge. And he's worked with <laughs> DJ Quick. And da, da, da. I was like, what? Oh, my God. Like, yeah, right. So um, so we meet, and, like, I think we talked, like, hip-hop for, like, mm-hmm. six hours. And um, we just, like, talk like, like producing and DJing and, mm-hmm. and the paradigms and like what you need sampling techniques and all this stuff and he was just recording off of uh like a like a cheap four track and like this like uh I think it's named Boss it's like a Boss drum machine it's okay. a really crappy drum machine but it didn't matter because like dude had talent like mm-hmm. mad talent he could play the keys and like he knew drums and like it really doesn't matter like what sounds like how crappy your sounds are if you got good like intervals and rhythm like you can make anything sound good really yeah okay I mean maybe not like <laughs> radio good <laughs> but you know you play like someone that can like throw down you give them like a little kitty keyboard like they're gonna be like this dude can play yeah right? yeah yeah so um so yeah we got together and uh, yeah we put out an album. And, um, but in between that, uh, like everyone was just like clowning around and like always being just, just cracking jokes. And so, I mean, naturally, like, uh, I just kind of gravitated toward that and just, you know, 
that I like. I guess like I grew an affinity toward that. Mm. I mean, we can go deeper. Like I used to watch like SNL when I was a well, kid. Of course, yeah. Yeah. I mm. assumed <laughs> <laughs> that's part of the inspiration. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's, I've always been in comedy, um, and then like with my career, like I went, I used, I was, um, I got into YouTube like really early, but like in the development. Um, and I started working for some multi-channel networks and I had like, I was like the ideas guy. Mm-hmm. And when I would talk to content creators, everyone was like, yeah, you got to take improv classes. You got to take improv classes. You should be on, you, sh- you should be in front of the camera. Da, da, da. And I'm like, improv. Huh? Okay. And then I think I was listening to like Chris Hardwick's Nerdist podcast mm-hmm. and he's always talking improv. Mm-hmm. And the only improv I had known is like, who's lying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, that looks fun. So I signed up for classes. Right. Yeah. And you've been doing it for how long now? Uh, like two years. Not that long. Not that long? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's sting. <laughs> <laughs> You're a comedy baby. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's crazy. That's well, welcome to the community. Well, thank you. I don't you. really think you need a welcoming, but <laughs> I'm just being stupid. Um, <laughs> It's your girl, Marcella, and this week on repeat, I've been listening to an album called French Kiwi Juice. It's by a musician in France, and he goes by FKJ. Uh, his album came out last March, and uh, I realized I've been slowly throughout the year just like downloading his songs individually, and I realized this week that I had about 60% of his album, so I just got the whole thing. Uh, and it's pretty good. It's very, very instrumental. Um, the song that I'm going to feature for you guys is called joy so <laughs> i hope you enjoy it how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volur xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's get into the deep part. Um, So you have suffered from some form of depression. Yeah. uh, That which right now uh, you're not currently dealing with. Right. Is that is that how you explain it to me? Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that. So let's talk about uh, when uh, you first start seeing the signs uh, that you had some sadness in you or some dark depression. Well, I got a. I was uh I was sick for a long time for like most of my life. Mm-hmm. I had a chronic illness, uh, Lyme disease. Mm-hmm. I have no idea when I got it. Um, I still wear like if you catch me around, you see like the green band that I wear. Oh. It's for Lyme, oh. uh, and the rest are for uh, my cousin who got shot. Um, but like every band, like they look kind of party like, but and I know that, mm-hmm. but like each one means something. That's cool. Can you hold it up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So this is for my cousin. And then this one's for Lyme. And then this one reminds me to be nice. Mm-hmm. And this one's also for my cousin. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I got diagnosed, like, uh, not diagnosed. I got sick really, really young. Mm-hmm. And it affected me neurologically. So I was always dealing with something, like, mental, like, anxiety or depression. But I knew um, I knew I wasn't, there wasn't a trigger for it. Mm-hmm. There was something else was causing it. And that wasn't the oldest. There was a ton of symptoms. Um, and uh, it wasn't until I got to college and shit got really, really bad um, that my mom helped me find a doctor that diagnosed me. And uh, long story short, and I mean, it's a long story, mm-hmm. like way longer than the one hour podcast. Okay. But <laughs> okay. That'll be part two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like I, the, it's a hard test to diagnose, number one. Because, like, most of the tests are really inaccurate. Mm. So if you go, to, like, to a hospital to test yourself for Lyme, it's probably going to come, like, negative. Oh, okay. So you just have to get multiple, uh, whatever you call it. Yeah, multiple tests and, like, different types of tests. Because each test, like, tests in a different type of way. Uh. Yeah. So I found the test. It's called, it's an hygienics test. And uh, they tested, like, the right antibodies. And I came back, like, super positive for Lyme. Wow. Um. So then I had to find a doctor that would treat me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went through just uh, IV antibiotics for years. I had like multiple pick lines. 
buttload of drugs, um, drugs to help the symptoms, drugs to help the symptoms of the symptoms. Mm. Um, yeah, like, and I didn't really realize the fact that, like, because I was really positive through that, because I realized that that's all I have. But it took a toll on me, and uh, I didn't realize it till much, much later that, um, that just how much it just brought me down, like, emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I was in denial of that. And I was in a huge, huge depression because um, I couldn't, like, I would sit in my room, I would do my work, because I would do freelance work, I would do my work, and then I would sleep. Mm-hmm. And that would go on for months. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just a hermit. Yeah. Um, and I'd eat like shit. <laughs> I'd get like, I actually, I was trying not to, because I can cook. So <laughs> <laughs> But I bought, like, you know those uh, men's health books, A Man, A Can, and A Plan? <laughs> yes. I have, like, five of them. <laughs> hey, you know what? Listen, that shit is helpful. Yeah. It works. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It, it got me through. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> also, I, ha- I also had a great uh, support system. I had my girlfriend at the time. She was. Like we broke, we later broke up because there's no way you could. I think you can get through Lyme and uh, still have somebody. a healthy. Yeah, especially like, especially when we were so young. So, uh, like, yeah, we broke up, but she stayed and supported me through oh, everything. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and um, signs of a good human being. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's like every like every good part of me is probably like she has something to do with that. That's nice. Yeah. Do you guys still talk now? Yeah, like she's like my best friend slash writing oh. partner. Yeah. Oh, really? Your yeah. writing partner? Yeah. Oh, give her a shout out. Oh, Stephanie Panate. Yo, yes. what up, Steph? What up? <laughs> That's cool. That's tight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, what was I? Uh, she, so, yeah, I had her. and um, But, I mean, we kind of bet, like, she also went through, like, a really, really deep, deep depression as well. Together, were you guys going through this? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I... In learning how to deal with her depression, I kind of realized that like, like I had like I had some major major issues, mm-hmm. um, and I kind of helped. I, I just kind of um, worked through it by listening to like what she would do with her with her therapist. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and I've had therapists. I've had therapists like late not yeah like lately, but back then I. I hadn't got, I hadn't sought out like mental health. I thought it was just like all uh, disease wise. And like once, like I didn't need the drugs anymore, it would just clear right up. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> when did uh, weed get introduced as a part of that sort of uh, medicating? A weed was always there. Okay. Um, there were times when I was like so mentally out of it that I couldn't smoke weed mm. and or I didn't smoke weed because mm-hmm. I wanted to be like a kind or gentle to my mm-hmm. to to my mind but I think like um because the thing I've noticed is that weed brings out everything I mean I think we talked about this, but we've talked about this before weed brings out everything yeah it makes you super emotional yeah so emo yeah <laughs> <laughs> cry for me crying all the time right yeah now. and and you know that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know you have to let it out. You have to process it. You mm-hmm. have to go through it. But I think for some people it might be so deep that they're just not they're not ready for it. Yeah, because well, we're talking about uh, people who don't smoke, mm-hmm. which is 
interesting, especially here in LA, when you meet right. someone who doesn't smoke. Yeah. Like, you, you don't? You don't. I have a theory, and my theory yeah, is which that, um, yeah, they just, they can't deal with a, with a mental aspect. There's, they have issues or problems or something that they have yet to deal with that weed brings out, and they're, when, when it comes out, they're not ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. So much. I mean, hmm. yeah, well, the more I started smoking, the more I was just like, I, I feel like um, confronted with things or, or uh, I don't know, it, whatever it was, I feel like I could not get emotional for or about. It was suddenly like it's just happening on its own. I'm like, OK, this is making me cry. <laughs> <laughs> OK, yeah. see what's happening. Here. Um, I think that's a great point, because I think that's one of the major aspects of weed that helps you creatively. Because you still you you figure mm-hmm. out what makes you feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that was it for me. That it's been in that sense. Cause I I've, I've always felt like I, even in like I'm sure if I go and read my journals, I'll be like I can't feel shit. And like <laughs> it makes like getting to this point is like wow, it makes sense. And like having that weed to help bring those feelings out. Cause I've always felt like I like things that I should care about, I just wasn't caring about. Mm. And then just now it's like okay, everything. <laughs> everybody's like making me it's like i'm feeling certain way for like it's all good and bad it's not it's like it's everything yeah oh yeah totally good feels bad feels yeah (laughs) and i think like to be mentally healthy you have to like it's how you deal with the good and the bad yeah you know because not everything's so great all the time and at the same time like i i notice there's a trend in the comedy community to be really open with depression mm-hmm. which is i think i think is great mm-hmm. but i think sometimes people tend to focus only on the negative and they stop focusing on like the really positive things in their life yeah. who they are as people the good things and even people that are toxic have good aspects about them they're just focusing on the negative right yeah so yeah it's good to like focus on it's, it's all about balance right Bal- if absolutely yeah yeah, I think everyone would benefit from weed. If you get, you have to get the right strain, obviously, mm-hmm. if that works for you. But uh. education, education, um, and you've you've dealt with a lot of uh, stuff even recently, uh, like as the past few months ago. So like you're you've kind of so like w- w- dealing with Lyme disease and like how how did that conclude? And then uh, we'll go to more rec- re- recent stuff. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I went through shit with Lyme disease. Uh, I got, I suffered a blood clot, two seizures. Wow. Uh, almost died from the seizure. Wow. Um, they said I almost died from the blood clot, but I don't really feel it. <laughs> um, it was like, right, so what happens is uh, they give you a pick line, and a pick line is a catheter that goes into your vein, and it comes out right at the vein of your heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you got to keep it clean, number yeah. one. Um, anything that gets in there goes straight to your heart and kill you. Yeah. Um, but I was taking this really, really, uh, caustic, uh, antibiotic called doxycycline, but IV. Mm-hmm. So that's like hardcore number one. And I think it like, it messed up my vein or something and you know, your body responds with clotting your blood. So I got a blood clot and I got, you know, my entire my entire uh, left arm was just like engorged, <laughs> and I was like, "I think, oh, I think God. there's something wrong." And my dad yeah. had a blood clot, like maybe like three years earlier. So I was like, "You know, you think it's a blood clot?" And the doctor's like, "Oh, we got to get you checked now." Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it was a blood clot. So it could have gone to my heart. It was, it was where it was headed. Wow. But um, I lived. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're here. <laughs> 
<laughs> Unless you're a ghost. <laughs> I was, if I was ever a ghost, I'd be such a happy ghost. I would be the ghost. And this is why, like, I don't believe in ghosts, but I think, because why are, as ghosts as they exist now, they're such assholes. They only come to you when you're, when you're like, when, you, when you're not expecting it. They don't warn you. They don't do anything positive. They just kind of like stand there and they're greedy. You know, I have never experienced a ghost, so I don't feel like it's appropriate for me to 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 uh, to badmouth a ghost since I've never actually interacted <laughs> with it knowingly. So I'm gonna keep my mouth shut on that. <laughs> <Is> okay. That <laughs> <laughs> but you think ghosts are? If I was a ghost, <laughs> I'd be helping people out. I think I would be just like fucking with people for sure i really? think yeah i guess that makes sense so if i were a ghost i would be doing exactly what you just <laughs> <laughs> don't die <laughs> i mean we're all gonna die isn't that fucked up like um, life is like you literally de- like the end of life is death like oh, and we get it's funny how we get so caught up in like how things should be like this is too hard but it's like we're going through life like the like no like uh, it's not supposed to be easy because the end result was going to be death. Like mm. no matter what you go through, it should be hard. Yeah. Even though you don't want it to be hard, but it's it should. It's, be, hard. it's Probably gonna be hard. Yeah. This is life. Yeah. Like well, and like everything that you do that's worthwhile, you have to work extremely hard for. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's just. I don't. Well, the way I, I'm kind of fine with death. I like. I don't want to die, but like. Like, I look at, like, my termination of life eventually as just part of... That's a better word. <laughs> termination. <laughs> sounds so logistical. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's like, um, I mean, if you think about it, the, the molecules that exist inside of us that we're composed of, they've been here since the beginning of the universe. So we've always been here. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just in a different state, you know, and we exist in this state and we were, we're responding to to our brains which are you know ongoing chemical reactions and this is how we exist and this is how we react yeah and i think you know um but eventually the universe you know knocks on our door and it's like hey like (laughs) this is a we're a dynamic thing and you know the earth is constantly changing the universe is in a constant uh change of a state of flux yeah so um we're not human. We're part of the universe and we will always be part of the universe until the universe explodes or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, like we're, we're, bi- we're not what we seem and we're a lot bigger than we think. I like that. Yeah. I'm going to, um, <laughs> it's like, I don't even know where I'm about to go with this, but it's just like when you think about how big the universe is and, and what all, like there's so many opportunities Right. And like we always like get caught up on different things. Like when you don't get something, it's like, oh, like you hold on to it. Like, oh, well, I'm going to speak for myself, I guess. Like holding on to that thing. Like, oh, man, like I really wanted that. Not realizing that the universe is so fucking big that there's another of that thing somewhere out there. Yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) We could have we could be having this exact same conversation. But like, you know, like five trillion miles away. (laughs) (laughs) That crazy <laughs> <I know>. um <laughs> 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 all right 
way off the universe now. Um, <laughs> let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. <laughs> um, okay, so let's go. I, I mentioned um, uh, some things that you've you've been dealing you dealt with recently uh, mm-hmm. last year in a few months. Um, tell us about that. A, a recent incident, uh, the uh, Las Vegas shooter. Right, uh, you you've experienced. Uh, you've, you're still dealing with that. I'm yeah. Thinking. Yeah. Okay. So I get a call from my mom uh, on October second, and she's like, "Hey, uh, your cousin Chrissy and uh, and Ariel, uh, my cousin, her brother's fiance, uh, were in at the Vegas shooting uh, at the concert." And I was like, "And like, and we can't find Chrissy and Ariel shot in the face." Mm. And yeah, I I I broke down. I and I thought at that time I thought everybody was okay, but I mean I didn't think Ariel was okay, but um yeah, that that was a that was like holy shit. And um you hear about uh all these shootings that happen. Um I mean hell, even outside the news, living in LA you, you grow up with shootings. Mm-hmm. Uh everybody that I know has somebody close to them that was shot on the streets of LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, my One of my good friends, Brian Greer, uh, rest in peace, uh, was shot this last December in Compton with his brother, and they killed both him and his brother. So, like, everybody knows somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what differentiates a lot of us um, here living in LA from like a lot of the people that have moved here in the comedy community because they kind of have like have like this white midwestern um, upper or east coast upbringing mm-hmm. and they've never really I don't know um, I'm not going to stereotype but like um, yeah so like it, like I had lost people before but I hadn't lost anyone that was like as close to me as, as Chris or I hadn't had anyone involved in, in a shooting especially mm-hmm. something that's so public mm-hmm. because when it's private um, it's kind of kept between you and the family and the press. You know, they never cover that shit in the press. So, yeah. it, like, it, they, it, the press is not there. Um, you don't have to see the shooter on, on TV every freaking day. Um, so, yeah, anyway, so I get a call from my mom. They're like, Chrissy's missing. I'm like, shit. So, um, I go through the day, and I'm, like, s- like plugged to the TV. And, and um, then I post on Facebook. My cousin was involved in the shooting. Um, and she's missing. And, you know, people were, like, really... Um, supportive and and they even like they even like gave me hospitals to try where she may have been because there was all these rumors Mm -hmm. and um and then i was in a sketch meeting with uh with with somebody and uh from my sketch team and and then i got the text from my mom that uh Mm -hmm. they confirmed that chrissy got shot was and she had passed so yeah that i you know, all of a sudden, like, all these, like, public shootings become really, really real. Um, because I think as we're, as Americans, we're desensitized to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, people shout out on Facebook all the time. Yeah, this is, th- you know, my heart goes out and stuff like that. But, and I'm sure they do. But um, when you finally feel it, like, it, it's it's just a whole different ball game yeah um so yeah so i went to vegas and i was in i basically stayed with my family since 
just until recently, I was always by um, Mikey, her brother. Um, I was by his side, like, you know, 24-7, lived there with the family mm-hmm. and, and everything. And um, luckily, Ariel's doing okay. Uh, I mean, for she was when she was shot in the face, you said? Yeah. Okay. So she was, uh, yeah, she, I'm not going to have her listen to this, but like she, she, uh, she was shot in the back of the head and it came out like her teeth. Mm. And I saw like how far like the shooters had to shoot to get that far. And had you, have you like, like it wasn't like it was, it was far. It would be like from our apartment to like the next city block over. Wow. Yeah. So that was one powerful ass gun. Yeah. Um how is she recovering? No. She is I mean she's an inspiration to me. Mm. Like she's like I'm one of her biggest fans and I'm going to be su- supporting her like until t- I can't. Like mm-hmm. she is just amazing. Um she's recovering fully. Um she's like the best human being she's like super positive and she's running a marathon um this march um like like physically like she looks she looks great Mm. um you you cannot tell that she's been shot in the face at all um there's like a little mini scar but other than that she looks like she looks amazing oh yeah like nothing happened almost that's cool yeah yeah Mm. um so like like I see her like you you look at her and you're just like God, and she's just a gorgeous person. Period. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, and she's just um, like mentally, I'm like you know I can't imagine what she's going through. But the surface and and, and the face that she gives to the family is, is just one of like strength mm. and and happiness. And she's really Chrissy was somebody that was um like way even more positive than I was. She was happy go lucky. She was like a natural improviser. She wasn't part of the economy community, but um she was a natural improviser. Um she was like the life of the party. She always had jokes. She was always smiling. Mm-hmm. Um here I'll pull up pictures. Okay. Um Yeah, I mean, she's someone that like, you know, she affected so many people that um I, I mean, she's one of the like her, like her funeral was it was huge, uh, covered by like the Daily Breeze and like the King. She worked for the LA Kings before she la- before she died, and like they've reached out. They they held this uh, they held a night where they just like honored her and they showed like her pictures on the wall and like throughout the season everyone wears a a CD heart. Oh wow! The I have the CD heart that the Kings gave me on my jacket. Oh like we wow! All wear it. Okay, that's tight. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, and the general managers like reached out. Um, yeah, that's great. Like when you see everyone come together. Um, yeah, she is so pretty. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, uh, when everyone comes together and actually support, show support. In that way, like I wish we did, were like that with everybody. Yeah. Uh, with everything. Well, yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I think that's cool that she gets to sort of live on in that that light, you know, mm-hmm. have that, and especially with everything that you're saying right now, um, like, oh, uh, 
like just knowing that this, she was a great person and has passed away but what she left you guys with mm-hmm. that joy and that that spirit i think that yeah 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 and and like it has brought us closer together and like made us realize exactly that that's mm. a great point because mm-hmm. yeah and that's why we all you know we all want to live like chrissy yeah and just honor her um are you uh using that with your uh with comedy in any sort of way mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think it, it's given me more of a comedic voice um and ha- kind of help define my comedic voice um i'm bringing her out in sketches mm. um like you have a character named chrissy mm-hmm. oh <laughs> <laughs> See like that. Like Chris, That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna be a name in like like, <laughs> like people use Jane. Mine's gonna be Chrissy. Yeah. 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 Um, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um I mean I just can't even imagine like do like yeah, I, I have, you know, been affected by shooting and things like that, but never like that closely related like that. Yeah. Um, so it's very powerful. I don't know, it's just like Yeah. I don't even know. Like, I think everyone who's dealing with that, like, you have to be strong, and you seem, like, very strong and positive. Yeah. Um, it's like you would never expect certain people to be dealing with things, but that they, that they are. True, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you stay you you stay a good person in all of the, the you know. I, I think, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's the only way we're going to get through this mm-hmm. is by supporting each other, mm-hmm. like, not being – dicks to each other or and like we're all mourning and we're all hurting and um, we're going to have our good days. We're going to have our bad days, but we have to support each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Support each other. That could be the theme of, <laughs> of <laughs> this. Um, you supported me in, in showing me how to oh, yeah. roll a joint. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> um, I'm always down for the knowledge. Yeah. yeah. You, sp- you literally have, um, uh, I'm making well. I guess I, could, I was gonna say making mental notes, but this is being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I'll follow up with my final question. Uh, so the show is called High Hopes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so regarding either the marijuana, depression, comedy, anything in your life, uh, what are your high hopes? Um, that's a. I'm trying to give you a short answer. My high hopes, my high hopes are just for me to get into um, a content creating skill level where I'm able to uh, move people on a big stage. Mm-hmm. I believe you will. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Tight. All right. Um, uh, let's go ahead and plug some shit. Cool. This is plug your shit time. Plug your shit time. Okay. Um. So I'm part of a bunch of sketch teams. Mm-hmm. Uh. Number one is a uh, Grapevine Comedy, and we have a YouTube channel. Um. You can probably just Google Grapevine Comedy. Or go to YouTube. You're saying great or grape? Grapevine. Grape. Okay. Grape. Like a. Grape. Got it. Um. Yeah. Grapevine Comedy. Um. Night Church at Pack. Um. Which performs every third Sunday of the month. Um, Mike Pence's Big Queer Nightmare is at I.O. <laughs> it's a great name. And we produ- and we uh, perform every uh, fourth Sunday of the month. Mm. And uh, let's see. I am the social media manager? 
I'm not an intern, but I run all the social media for Nerdist School. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, and uh, <laughs> and the first team that brought me on, shout out to Roy Shockley, is the Color Collective. Ooh, whoop, whoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which I DJ for and do the tech producing for. And um, uh, I just will plug my other podcast, which mm. is White People Do Black Things. Yeah. Also on iTunes. Uh, you can listen to it, <laughs> Richie, <laughs> if you want. And uh, that's it. I'm Marcella Riley, and this is uh, another great episode. Bye. Woo! Hey, y'all, it's Marcella again. I just noticed that some folks still haven't subscribed to the podcast, so I just want to remind y'all to do that. Um, it only take a few seconds. Just go wherever you're listening to High Hopes and click subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. And then come get high with us on Instagram. You can follow us at High Hopes Live, and you can also find me at Cool Black Chick. And I appreciate you for listening to this whole episode. Uh, you rock and enjoy life. (laughs) Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you for listening to Dope Comedians. Subscribe now to access bonus episodes, clips, and audio. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts and YouTube Podcasts. And follow us on social media at Dope Comedians. Until next time, live long and slay.